another episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas, and we are in Mexico City, uh, you know, doing the job, uh, playing some music, having wonderful conversations. Uh, right now, uh, we're listening to a song called Woven. This is by the band Parrot Dream. Uh, so we're going to play that out, and when we come back, uh, we're going to have a great little conversation with Parrot Dream. Today, I am joined by uh, Kiki, Gonzalo, and Chris of uh, Parrot Dream. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Really yeah, happy to be here. Great. Woo! Yeah, love <laughs> Loving Mexico City. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so excited to have you guys here because I uh, currently, uh, Song Mess is doing a, a series of New York interviews. Um, and I didn't catch you all while I was in, in New York. So this is a great way. I have like a couple of additional uh, interviews that I've just kind of dropped in as the series uh, is ongoing. So I'm very, very pleased to have you uh, today. The timing could not be better. Um, Thank you so much for having us. Oh, great. no. I, I'm over the moon. And shout out to Sokyo, yeah. uh, who I'm sure who will be listening <laughs> to this, because he basically made this happen. Gracias, Sokyo. <laughs> Gracias, Sokyo. Um, and uh, again, you guys are from New York City, but you're currently, obviously, in Mexico City. Um, what's, what's going on? What's happening? Why, why are you all out here? Should I start? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we've been really wanting to play in Mexico uh, for a while, um, and specifically Mexico City. Uh, so we decided maybe like five months ago to try to set it up. Um, but it, it's also become more like a, a trip to just to hang out. Um, but fortunately, we've been able to put together at least one show now. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the show? A bit? Um, yeah, but 
Uh, also, we decided to come here at first in November. Okay. And uh, it was too soon, and suddenly the prices is way too expensive. Yeah, of course. And then we move it for like January. Oh, January is yeah. the balls. Yeah. And suddenly, <laughs> suddenly it was like a month, and oh shit, we're going to Mexico, and it's a month in advance. We need to like find shows. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. Um, uh, we start to contact people and uh, their answer, like like the answer from different people, was super nice. Yeah. Like they say they love the music and they were like willing to like put together shows and stuff. Um, but uh, nothing like concrete happened sure. until like a week, two weeks ago. Yeah. And it was too late for like prepare, organize something like more. Um, like I know, like uh, like a nice venue. You sure, know, yeah, or, or like a like a press kit or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically now we are playing. We have one confirmed show, and then um, uh, like a, a couple that possible yeah. shows during the week. Uh, yeah, but it it seems like Mexico City, how Kiki says, is like vacations. Yeah. But also we want to like make connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like maybe come back yeah yeah, future, yeah of course you know? and um, not, not only do like Mexico City also like we want to go like other, other to other cities I mean as an uh-huh. as an artist that's the intelligent way to do it no exactly. I mean I, I mm-hmm. you know I live in I, I, I live in Mexico City whenever like I have a little opportunity to travel anywhere I'm going to El Salvador at the end of the month mm-hmm. and um, you know it's an opportunity to work you know, I mean, I'm not an artist, but like, it's still an opportunity to work, and you know, especially as an artist, funds are often quite limited, so you got to use these opportunities where we can. So, vacation should always be an opportunity to network. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. When we get off mic, we will uh, talk a little bit more <laughs> business. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I can give you guys a, a couple of tips. Um, I have some yeah. press people that I think you all should meet. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. But, but for the listeners at home who, who may not know uh, Parrot Dream, who are you? What is it that you do? Sure. I mean, uh, well, we started. It's I guess it's about five years ago. We started the band in Chile. Um, I'm from New York, but I I lived in Chile for five years, and oh, I met cool. Gonzalo there. Yeah. When did you live there? Um, well, we moved to New York. For me, I moved back to New York about five years ago. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I moved there. Oh, like we were in Chile at the same ago. time. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> So 2009 like yeah. to 2014. Yeah. Wow. That's when I, lived in I was there 2010 and 11. Oh, wow. Nice. wow. We yeah. probably met. We probably <laughs> met, TBA. <Maybe. TV. Yeah. laughs> and actually, we met uh, Cine Arte Alameda. Oh, wow. That, so, uh, I don't know if you hear, but yes. uh, yeah, it was like, uh, there was a fire. Uh, like, like It's pretty much yeah. destroyed. So was was anything salvaged? Do, do you know? I mean, I haven't I th- heard much. I think like the... The structure, like the exterior structure, is yeah. still standing for sure. But I think, like, yeah, but I think they're they going to, to like redo it, yeah, everything. Like they're they going do. to like, there is like I I read something about like some architects that going to like propose like a new, totally new design for the building. I hope the archives yeah. aren't lost because that would be a real, real shame. Because I, I I've been to Cine Arte Alameda. Uh-huh. I lived in Chile when the big earthquake happened, and I remember going to like a benefit show uh, mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was so like an institution. So, yeah, so crazy. Old and like, yeah. And we met there in a party, like seeing this yeah. band called Intimate Stranger. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Shout out the golden age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The good old days. I, I definitely want to talk a little bit about what's happening in mm-hmm. Chile mm-hmm. Um, a little bit further in, because um, for now, I'm trying to get to know 
who you are. Yeah. Um, so you met in Chile 10 years ago, roughly. Um, I imagine you are a couple. We are. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like, it's kind of like one of the few ways like you would say you would travel the continent together, I guess. Um, sure. But uh, how would you describe your music for, you know, listeners out there who maybe, again, are, you know, are new to you, your sound? Sure. I mean, our sound has been described as like dream pop, a little bit of shoegaze. Um, our live, pop. like psych pop, yeah. Mm -hmm. Our live shows kind mm -hmm. of developed into being a bit dirtier in terms of our sound. Okay. Uh, especially, yeah. yeah, in comparison to our, our first release, which was an EP. Okay. Um, definitely uh, dirty and heavier, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and now we're sort of. Uh, developing into a different direction. Cool. How would you talk about that? Um, yeah, definitely. Like now we are like trying like more uh, electronic elements. And mm -hmm. We have been playing. We we don't have like a specific sound in mind yet, but um, um, it's more like uh, we have spent like also with Chris like uh, spend a lot of time like experimented with new machines like no noises and new like building sounds also. okay mm -hmm. um i don't know where the set that we're going to play here is like very different okay we're playing like a one or two songs of the album uh with drum machines and stuff but okay uh, so definitely it's different um but yeah we'll see where we go <laughs> well you said yeah. that you um uh are kind of like switching up the lineup a little bit yeah. you know and our because mm -hmm. our, it's I don't want to say it's going to be more minimal, but it's it's kind of different now, right? Um, I I believe. Uh, you wanna you wanna jump in, Chris? No? <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Oh, I didn't get to it yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I I'm curious, you know, how the set uh, will evolve because again, like you don't currently have a drummer. Um, and so you're, you're leaning in more with like sequences and drum machines and things like that. Mm -hmm. So like, what uh, is it? I don't know. Are you are you experimenting? Are you like trying new stuff? Like how how what is the near future of Parrot Dream looking like? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, right now it's just you know when you start uh, working on new material, um, you know it's kind of a mindset of experimenting, and if you want to play shows while you're working on new stuff. Um, I mean, I guess for us now, the logical thing was just to, you know, use some machines and um, program the drums, and uh, yeah, just try things out, even live, and see see how it works. But also, you know, these days uh, there's a lot of bands or solo projects where um, they're using a lot of machines, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I mean, some of the shows and projects are really convincing, even with uh, one person uh, programming with a, with a drum machine and a laptop. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Uh, we saw last year uh, Jackie Mendoza play mm, cool. a show at South by Southwest, and she just had her laptop and maybe one or two machines, and uh, it was a beautiful show. And uh, it really works. So it depends, you know. It's it's less about the tools and more about the that's artist. That's right. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yes. absolutely. It's how you use the tools at the end of the day. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, um, I, we have a whole show ahead today, guys. And again, Parrot Dream have been very kind uh, to curate a fabulous playlist. Uh, but before we move into some more music, I want to talk about the track that opened the show, which is called Woven. Uh, this is off your latest release, uh, which is a collection of B-sides, right? Um, tell me a little bit about, about that record. Tell me about uh, Woven. Sure. So they're uh, B-sides when we recorded our uh, first full-length LP, uh, Light Goes. We had we recorded 13 tracks, wow. um, but we could only fit 10 on the vinyl, so okay. <laughs> we ended up keeping those three um, as B-sides and releasing them a bit later. Um, and Woven is the single off of that B-side cool. release. Awesome. Well, um, uh, Chris just mentioned Jackie Mendoza, um, and we have her on the playlist, so might as well go into some Jackie. Um, do you all know Jackie? Have you worked with her before? Uh, we we met her a couple of months ago, like in November. Okay. Uh, uh, and I think we share a talk as like a house show in South by. South oh, cool. By last year, yeah, so that's very fun. That's where that show are you taking over, right? Yeah. Also, yeah. we share the drummer for a bit. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I know. It's <laughs> Bri- Brian. Brian is uh, our previous drummer. Uh-huh. And he was uh, his friend, very good and a, friend. Yeah, really good friend. With uh, Yagi, and they play together in, in another uh, project. Amazing. Well, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Again, this is called De Lejos. Uh, It's by Jackie Mendoza, and we'll be right back with more Parrot Dream. Si son los 
Alrighty, and we're back. And so the second song that we just heard there uh, is by Balloon, uh, New York City family in the building. Uh, this song is called La Nueva Ciudad. Uh, this is off Prisma Tropical, their uh, phenomenal 2017 album. Uh, we at Songless are big fans of that record. Um, and again, like I, you know, we're gonna talk about New York because again, you guys are very present in the New York uh, scene, and and so are Balloon. Um, so tell me about Balloon. How, how do you know them? Uh, yeah, we have been, we play a couple shows with them. We share some bills. I think uh, I've probably seen that those shows. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they are super lovely people. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and, and amazing musicians. Yeah, it's crazy. It yeah. drives me crazy. <laughs> it's just like I'm like, I, in my mind, I'm like Angelica. This isn't a symphony. But how the hell do they make that? <laughs> yep. It's so crazy. Yeah, she's yeah. incredibly they talented. They have on a, like a phenomenal, phenomenal year, you know? Yeah. Like an amazing year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm they're, super happy with them their Tiny them. Desk concert came out recently. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just watched it. So oh, yeah? Good. I haven't watched it. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be hard not to. Yeah. But, um, well, excellent. Well, let's talk a little bit about New York. Okay, so, so, um, so y'all were in Chile. Um, I, again, I've known, in my mind, Parrot Dream has always just been a duo. I didn't know that there was a full band. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you come back to New York. This is what, like five years ago, you said, roughly? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, how does Parrot Dream begin to take shape uh, as a band? I mean, was it born in Chile or was it born in New York? Yeah, it was born in Chile. Um, but, like, it was super fast with all our two friends. We put the band together, like, six months in advance. Okay. So, like, Six months before coming to New York, mm-hmm. uh, we wrote like six songs. We recorded an EP with uh, Diego Ridolfi from Farmacos. Oh, cool! And um, yeah, we put it out. We did the we did the release, release show, show, and the next day we fly to New York. <laughs> Something like that. Almost the next day. Yeah, yeah we played like two or three shows in Chile. Mm. And oh, that's it? it? Yeah. Have you gone back to Chile? Have you played in Chile as Parrot Dream no, since? Actually. No. We, we want to do it. We're going now in, f- in f- the end of February, March. Oh, cool. And, um, to visit family yeah, and friends. Yeah, to visit family mostly. But uh, now I thought that it's easier for us to like just play like a duo maybe. Like for the same thing. Like with like bringing just like the samplers. Yeah, the basics. Yeah. And our friend Pancho still lives in Santiago. He uh, plays bass and started the band cool. with us as yeah. well. So. Actually, I mean, it's rather brilliant that you are uh, traveling in New York City winter. This is that's the way to do it, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Get the hell out. Um, so again, so you've been in New York now, um, what five five years? Um, yeah. As again, Parrot Dream. Again, mm-hmm. I know that I've seen you in the scene a bunch. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw you guys perform at Cameo Gallery. Shout out. <gasps> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like, one of our first shows. Oh really? Yeah. Crazy. Oh, that was a great we venue. One show there with Fran. From Rubio. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Uh huh. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I think that was her first oh, performance at Rubio, if I if I don't if I yeah. remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there. There's a <laughs> there, I, there's a an inside joke here with like you know with like a circle of friends who are like music people like oh I was there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so okay so funny. so again for the li- for the listeners at home again who mm-hmm. are not from New York. What is the scene in New York? Because like I, I always found it very intangible. Like it's very like there are bands and there are producers, um, and I'm speaking specifically within Latin. You know, like sure there's Senia Ruinos and Elado Negro and Balloon and Ella Minus, mm-hmm. but like I feel like it. You know, the bands collaborate, but I don't feel like there's a scene mm-hmm. per se. 
um, I don't know. That that's always how I felt. I felt very like yeah. outside. Um, I mean, it's this very big, you know, like mm. the city and everything. And I feel that there is like a small, like many small scenes, you know, yeah. or communities of musicians, uh, and also a lot of like isolated bands or projects that they are trying to build these communities, but it's kind of hard, mm. you know. We, I don't know. I am from Chile, so. I don't know if we sh we we don't have like uh, like a Latin uh, sound or like la Latin sound, you sure. know, in our influences. Um, so it's kind of hard for us like to put us in a. It's hard for us to put us in a, like um, a label or something, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's like many. We we have friends that in other brands and also for like our manager and like our label. Mm -hmm. So we we always share bills with friends and dance sure. and stuff, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's in intangible, it's like hard, hard to find. It's weird, right? Yeah, I mean, because I feel like, because it's not just indie, it's Latin indie, so it's like, it's mm. an even smaller thing, I mean, and sometimes there's crossover, I, uh, I think you guys sing in English, right? So yes. like, that, you know. Yes. should yield uh, you know like those results but I, I, I just feel like sometimes it's so segmented mm. um, I mean what has been your your experience because Kiki you're not Latina I don't think are you? No no, no I'm not um, you know like how, how how has that been sort of like navigating that scene you know like do you guys feel like you play more Latin shows do you feel like you just play sort of more universal shows like what I don't know what's the experience like mm. That's interesting. Um, I guess we, on the whole, we've played more sort of, as you said, universal shows. Um, but we do have connections to the Latinx, you know, artist community um, in New York, which has been amazing. Um, specifically, um, our friendship with Sokyo and mm -hmm. connection with Latin Wave um, has definitely yielded connections and relationships and. Um, really great shows. So yeah, because that's definitely yeah. how I've, I've how I've seen you perform. Right. It's usually in sort of a Latin setting, um, yeah. usually around yeah. other Chilean artists, as we mentioned with Rubio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not necessarily always. It's like mm. it's a mix. Sometimes we feed, and like oh, like we we play shows with other Latinx artists. Sure, sure, sure. But mostly of the time, no. It's like it's like more in the like rocks scene in in your like the garage, like punk rock, you know, mm -hmm. or like Chogacy with other Chagasi bands then, and we try to be selective sometimes and uh, for the shows that we pick and try to be more inclusive that's mm -hmm. not all white dudes mm -hmm. in the bill so we, are, uh, we, we try to be careful with that and unfortunately it's a lot of white dudes bands and like you know that's how but, it uh, works yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> in New York so we are trying to navigate against that and uh, yeah. Yeah, I just I I with the New York scene, I just felt so out of it. Mm -hmm. I not even and this not Latin, but like because everybody like I come here and it's like oh you, you oh you were in New York. What's the, the, the what's happening in Brooklyn right now? I was like I couldn't tell yeah. you, you know, because uh, I wasn't really going to those events with like you know you know four white dudes with guitars. It was just like well, cool, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I always I always felt a little strange in that. Um, I you know I want to keep talking about uh, Parrot Dream. So you said you recently released your uh, first full length. Um, uh, what was it called again? I'm sorry. Light goes. Light goes. Mm -hmm. um, when did that drop? Uh, it was 
Well, now it's not last year anymore. Uh, <laughs> end it? of 2018, actually. Okay. Yeah, so a little over yeah. one year ago. Mm-hmm. So how did how did that record come together? Um, any stories that you felt like you needed to explore? Uh, what was the process? Well, we feel that record is definitely representative of our transition mm-hmm. from Chile to New York as a band and as people, um, because it's definitely a collection. As um, I mentioned, we tracked 13 songs, so there was a lot of materials were reflecting that process of us moving to New York and kind of restructuring the band and sort of reformatting our lives on the whole. Um, so we do find it to be a reflection of that. <laughs> but like songs in a period of like from like two years mm-hmm. or something like yeah. so we, that we put out. And yeah. um, what, so what, what's next? I mean, have you been working on new sounds? Yeah, yeah. Basically, we, we stopped playing shows like the, in December. It was like the beginning of December was our last show and now we are just writing. Oh, cool. Um, mostly playing new songs. Yeah, now that we are like trying, trying out new songs. I, I, uh-huh. It's always it's so interesting because like I'm like, uh, like I, I won I I did you record the record in New York? We did yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I know so many like musicians like in the U S will go to Latin America to like record the record just like you know clear the head you know or like I mean it's also cheaper I mean yeah. New York New York studio spaces intense. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, cool. Yeah. Well, let's listen to some more music because again we got banging playlists out here. Um, uh, up next, we're going to listen to some Steffa. Um, we actually, I recently uh, interviewed her for the show. Uh, that episode is out. You all can go and listen to it. It's part of the New York series. Uh, and we're going to listen to a song called Mi Casita. Uh, you, like, she was actually the first name to come up for this list. You were like, oh, Steffa. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about her. Uh, we are friends with her. Yeah. Uh, we met uh, her through Sokyon in the thing wave, like uh, a year, two years ago now. Uh, she's lovely, and we are neighbors, I think, yeah. I think, yeah. oh, you, do you we all live in, um, oh Bridgewood? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, cool. Yeah. One of the last few affordable places in the city. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, I actually interviewed her. We're going to listen to Mi Casita. That I interviewed her in her casita nice. uh, in Ridgewood. <laughs> um, and, well, yeah, let's go ahead and listen to that now, and we'll be back with more poetry. Quiero una casa 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 Quiero una casa
Song Mess, un show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground. Su anfitrión, Richard Villegas, es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp. Y con Song Mess, las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal, revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado. Song Mess está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales. Y lo puedes escuchar por Radio Nova Costa Rica todos los lunes y jueves a las 9 de la mañana. Song Mess.
And uh, we're back. And the second track that we just listened to uh, there is by Ella Minus. It's called Ceremony. Um, shout out to Ella Minus and that uh, fabulous Coachella booking that she recently got. Um, um, again, another New York City BB. Uh, do you guys have you worked with with Ella before? Have you played performed with her before? No, we don't. We don't know. You don't know Gabriela? Uh uh-uh. uh. I think we. We've seen her play a couple yeah, times, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think the practice space that we we have, mm-hmm. uh, she was in that space with the band um, Balancer. Oh yeah, TBT. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I saw I met Felipe. And, uh, I don't remember the other name. Wait, did Felipe used to play in Balancer? Yeah, Felipe was a uh, guitar player. Of Como Chimita? No, no, no. Oh, it was uh, yeah, some, Oh, I was like, oh. So Felipe keep keep us. Um, Felipe gave us the, um, the space very much. Oh, rad. So I don't know. That's how I, I met uh, Gabriela. But uh, not, yeah, like very briefly. You know? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I, uh, I want to keep talking about um, Parrot Dream. Meow, meow, meow. So, Kiki, what were you doing in Chile 10 years ago? Like, well, mm. why, why did you go down there? It's a great question. It's a far um, away place. It is. It's at the other end of the earth, yeah. pretty much, uh, from New York. Uh, well, I needed a break from New York, so I Fair. decided to go to Chile. Um, I studied Spanish, and I, I love Spanish mm-hmm. as a language, so I wanted to go somewhere where I could speak Spanish. And so I went there and started teaching English. It's okay. pretty easy to get a, a gig doing that. That's what I did for over a year. Yep. You know. <laughs> Again, we were probably colleagues at some point. Yeah, maybe. Um. <laughs> it was funny. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a great experience. I like, met really awesome people yeah. like, right away and um, started forming a community. I met Gonzalo. And, I mean, Gonzalo has uh, played music since he was like, a, you know, a teenager. So right. we started. And um, I played piano as a teenager as well. So we started collaborating on music. Cool. And then it sort of developed from there well you were in chile at you know the height of the the wave the music wave that is now fucking famous i mean it's amazing i i mm-hmm. it's my favorite like you know like it's it, we're in 2020 now so like there's been all this like end of decade content and da 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 and like for me like the, the chilean scene is what got me into this whole world i mean i like Mm-hmm. I, I got to see, you know, Javier Amena and Francisca Valenzuela and Denver. And at a time where, like, I didn't know who they were. And I, you know, just, I was very, like, meh. I was very dismissive about them. And, like, after I went back to New York, I was like, wait, what? No, this was incredible. What the fuck? <laughs> um, you know, I, again, I wasn't really in it. I should have been. Yeah. But I wasn't. What was your experience, again, you know, seeing all this happening around you. Mm-hmm. I would imagine maybe that inspired you to start a band, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, around like, I don't know, 2010, 2014, mm-hmm. it was like living in Santiago, it was very fun. We have like, a, it's like a, you know, like a small community, you know, you ended up knowing everybody and like the music, artist scene. Yeah. So there, it was like a lot, um, like at the time, like, yeah, Javier Amena already was like Pepe, you know, yeah. uh, very big, and like also here in Mexico, but also Protistas, you know, um, and our other bands, yeah, it was like very exciting time, that's the feel that I, I, I have, like uh, seeing like all these bands that, I don't know, and now I, I lost the track also, it's right. like, yeah, 
so much it changed the genera generation also mm -hmm. you, just uh, like a year after we moved in New Year like new kids start to like absolutely be, uh, like Niños del Cerro and all these bands um, and the big Urbano wave I mean there's so much oh, trap and reggaeton coming exactly. out of yes. Chile right now it's yeah. crazy yeah. it's crazy yeah. Um, mm -hmm. For you, uh, Gonzalo, being mm -hmm. Chilean, I know that this was a big moment, a big cultural moment in Chile, because like there was this idea that nothing happened in Chile, mm -hmm. and then things started happening. Like, but really, really recognized. I mean, did was that was that like? Uh, I don't know. I don't know even know how to ask the question. But it was just like, what? Mm -hmm. How did that feel? Again, going like kind of. I feel like because of the generation that grew up in like no longer in the dictatorship, you know, yeah. it's a it's a different mindset. So like my question, I guess, is like, how did what what was that like? What was that like? Suddenly, like there is shit happening all over. Yeah, but you mean like with the protests? Or, or no, no, oh no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about <laughs> that. But I mean musically, yeah, like in Chile at that time. Um, I don't know. I I, I feel that um, yeah, like kids like. Eh, they were doing like like very interesting stuff mm -hmm. also on uh like very far from like um for example like more political rock that have been like very strong in chile and like old bands and stuff yeah but yeah there, there is also like a, a like very strong influence from i don't know like uh, what's going on in, in in the u.s you know right uh, um in terms of like sounds and stuff and it's different it's like from the generation of like uh, the Javier Amena, this like more uh, like electronic like pop scene yeah, from yeah, yeah. the 2000s, like you know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's like they they lost the fear, the fear, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's interesting. I'm happy for that, but also like uh, this old new wave of like trap and and like you know, it's like. I, I don't know, I'm an old generation also, you sure, know, sure. different, and it's, uh, I, I respect it, because they are like moving so many people and so many kids, you know, like kids that feel represented in some way, you know? You mentioned um, losing the fear. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is, <laughs> this is a good transition point, you know, like I feel like Chile lost that fear, you know, and I yeah. mean, the whole, you know, Chile despertó. Mm -hmm. um, I want to I wanna talk about what's going on now in Chile. Uh, again, I, I recently sat down with Tomás Urquieta, uh, who lives here, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it was, I mean, it, it's, it's very heavy. I've been to some events here, like relief uh, events. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like the energy is incredibly heavy because like, you know, it's devastating. Yeah. I mean, I, I know... A, a general impression that I've always had about Chileans is that like you love your country, you love home. Um, I, I wanna, I wanna uh, maybe ahondar a little bit in that. Mm -hmm. Like, what? Tell us about what's happening and yeah, how I, you're feeling about that. I mean, it's uh, it's super complicated. Of uh, like the protests start like in a couple months ago, November, and um, um, yeah, it's like for me being hard. It's been like hard to assimilate you know mm. it's like it like it broke my reality in some way like the first three weeks it was like um reading about you know like the protests have been mostly mm -hmm. about like um protesting against the system uh that have been like like the the neoliberal system like they have been like this yeah, the yeah. last 30 years after like dictature you know and the the quality 
of life is like people's like asking like basic stuff, you know. And it's so expensive. Everything is so expensive. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of inequality in all the levels. You know. And, um, yeah, it's like people's asking for dignity. You know, like a better life. And it's it's like it's amazing. It's so powerful. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So powerful. Like the message of people. And people's having like more than 70 days of protests and people still on the streets like trying to change stuff and like the government is like it's like the whole political class and yeah. generations like broke so to be to something like there there's, they have there have been like changes but to actually being like real change i think the president needs to be removed and, absolutely yeah, yeah. I, honestly, carabineros yeah. should also be like exactly. dismantled. Yeah, that is so much ridiculous. violence and like yeah. repression, super violence. Like, yeah. and the memory of, of course, like the memory of like those, like that kind of violence and repression is still mm -hmm. fresh, you know, in people. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I've noticed that it it feels a lot of like dictatorship tactics, mm -hmm. but they haven't really accounted for the fact that like everybody has a phone and a camera now. Yeah, um, and it's just like you can't pretend shit isn't happening. Um, Kiki, I want to ask you, you know, you lived in Chile for five years. I mean, I was there for two years and it changed my life. So I can imagine, and like I've been hanging on every word, every tweet, every Instagram post. Um, you as, a, as, a, as an outsider, as an American, with a pretty good internal context, um, what, is, what is your reaction to, to what's been happening in Chile? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I find it extremely terrifying. Sure. Um, but also inspiring. Um, I have so much admiration for the folks that are out there protesting La Primera Linea. Um, and I really hope for, for some real change. Um, I think that we should do more, for example, in the community in New York to, uh, to support folks um, in Chile who are, who are fighting, who are protesting. Um, be great to talk more about what we can do yeah yeah in support of them um that's that's the hard thing also yeah. it's like being far i don't know with Tokyo, we having like i have meet up with some chileans and in, in new york uh, to just do it like like share feelings you know yeah like clear your mind a little bit and talk about it um and also do like more concrete stuff like um yeah there, there have been some in, um, there is an opportunity now to do, to use a space to do uh, events yeah. like screening or like yeah you know, uh, different events. People talking about. Uh, there's a there's a certain impotencia, you know, like I've, yeah. I and I've I've noticed it all year. Um, like I mean the protests in Puerto Rico uh, from back in June is just like you know there's so many Puerto Ricans in the in the diaspora and it's they mm -hmm. you know everybody's just like fuck how can I uh, how can I help and. You know, again, like, it was a sense that I really felt. Again, here, I went to a relief event, and, you know, just, like, there was just, like, you know, videos, like, little shorts, and, like, people just weeping. I'm, like, otherwise, like, I, I would usually be, like, yeah, that's intense. But then you look around, and it's, like, holy crap. Like, you know, it's mm -hmm. people's homes uh, that are basically imploding. Um, I, I, I want to ask you, Kiki, because uh, <laughs> I've asked this before. The U.S. definitely... Uh, has extreme uh, class inequality. Um, there is definitely a lot of unhappiness. Doesn't matter if you're on the right or the left. Um, 
I, I'm not. I don't want to say like that that the U.S. would get the exact same thing, but like, I don't know. It, it seems to be rippling. Mm-hmm. All of Latin America is going through it. Europe has been going through it. Asia is going through it. Do you, as again, as an American with pretty, uh, you know, a pretty good look inside what's happening in South America, do you can you fathom something like that uh, at home? Um, it's it's hard to imagine. Right. But I hope so. Yeah. I hope I hope it happens. There's no correct answer here. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I mean, I've seen with the recent protests against police violence in the MTA. Sure. Those those protests. There's been connections with specifically the protests in Chile, mm. um, with uh, in particular with the symbol of. I don't know if you've seen this dog, like a black dog with oh, a yeah, red. Oh yeah, negro matapacos. Sí, yeah. negro matapacos. Um, yeah, I've seen like stickers and different types of street art. I mean, um, in support of um, folks protesting against police violence in the MTA. So there can be like those types of direct sure, sure. connections. Um, and I, I think also those particular protests um, that have been happening in New York. Uh, I do find that they're like they have some similar energies to what's happening in Chile and other yeah. parts of, of Latin America as well. So yeah. yeah, it's possible. I feel like I feel like it has to be something because like again, the U.S. is so divided, uh, to, to use an overused term. <laughs> um, it, I think it would have to be something universal. Um, yeah. That like again, like in Chile, you know, again, like mm. the right and left are pretty, pretty divided. But uh, you know, like yeah. it's like well, but we're all broke, you know, <laughs> and yeah. that's pretty. That's something that. You know, uh, people can rally uh, around. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 an ongoing thing. Again, I'm 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 very glad to be able to discuss it on here. Uh, before I move on from this topic, I want to ask you, Gonzalo. Um, there is a, uh, a a new development uh, at the time of recording. It's the PSU uh, tests. I think these are like university admission tests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can you. Uh, Maybe explain uh, for us a little bit uh, about what this this particular these particular wave of, fro- of protests are about. Uh, yeah, I I, I I read a little bit of um, a couple. It happened this past week. Yes. And um, yeah, basically the the kids like from like the or- organization of um, secondaries was like at the mm-hmm. high schoolers. Um, they call to a national boycott of the of the test, and there was like a big number of like I don't know the percentage exactly, maybe like around twenty or, or thirty percent of um, people they didn't they closed some like uh, spots where they were doing like doing the test. Sure. Um, so it was like. I, what, what I saw, there was like a Dubai opinion, like some people felt like there was like the wrong thing to do, you know, but uh, I think, I think in my personal opinion, it was like it was, um, it was a call for attention, you know, mm. behind, because at the end, this is like a very, it's like a system and a test that perpetuate the inequality, Sure. you know, and it's very and class and driven, exactly yeah. to like the access of education, like, um, um, so yeah, it's like the right thing to call the attention to other people to like real make real changes, you know. And it's also a business, you know. You need to pay like a, a high fee for like apply to this that um, test uh, that doesn't guarantee anything yeah. at all. 
you know you still can go get like pay for your education you know yeah and, um, yeah yeah, the conversation around uh, university education, I think, is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I again, you know, this this section is running a little long, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But I, I'm very interested uh, to see how this develops yeah. in in Chile because um, I think it's I, th- I think mm-hmm. we've we've put universities on a pedestal for far too long. Yeah, but I, mean, I also want to say that uh, like I am I I admire so much these kids that are absolutely. doing this. They are uh, amazing. Um, and like the, the the answer from like the more like the mainstream or like the government is like crimin- criminalizing this protest and this movement. This is they, ridiculous. They have been historically have yeah. been like from the pinguinos and everything like the movement like 2006 and on. They have been like criminalizing all the actions. Yeah. Of La ley anti capucha. Exacto. Mm-hmm. So like todo el poder para ellos. <laughs> Well, let's um, let's transition into some music. Uh, I want to play a song by Mintfield that we have. Um, it's called Nostalgia. Maybe you know, think back to a better time, or <laughs> think forward to a better time. Yes. Ideally, um, uh, again, you guys seemed very excited to play some Mintfield. Um, what's up? Um, I think I saw them playing in New York. Okay. And uh, they play with my uh, old friends uh, No Swoon. That's also like a very good band from Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and uh, I, yeah, they're amazing. They're like chogazy, like heavy chogazy. Ch- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, very kraut. Yes. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so let's listen to that now. Again, this is Nostalgia. This is by Mintfield. Uh, and we'll be right back uh, with more Parrot Dream.
we're back. And the second song we uh, we heard there is by Combo Chimbita, a personal favorite of mine. Uh, and the track is called Frio Severo. Uh, again, we recently featured uh, their interview as part of this uh, New York series. Um, but Chris, you're the one who, like, again, when, when we were like, playlist, you were like, Combo Chimbita. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, like, it seems that you're a fan. Uh, I, tell me about I it. I am a fan. Uh, I guess what I really love about this band is I mean I'm the keyboard player in this band mm -hmm. Parrot Dream and you know I I also listen to a lot of electronic music and the way they use their synth sounds or their electronics uh, to me it, it just sounds so amazing yeah the way it's integrated it's um, it's their own sound um, hard to describe, but um, it's just very pleasing to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, and that's the only way I can say it. And I think yeah. the synths are definitely what sets them apart from more most other, like say, a cumbia band. Yes. You know, exactly. It, it gives them that very interesting futuristic yes. uh, feel. Um, we've talked a lot about Chile. We've talked a lot about New York. Um, how did you come to Parrot Dream? Uh, well, I mean, I've been in New York for about 12 years now. Okay. Where are you from? Uh, I mean, I'm American. I grew up in Ohio. Okay. Uh, spent a good amount of time in Montreal. Oh, cool. Played in bands there. And then uh, came to New York. Um, and about a year and a half ago, I actually went to a Pair of Dreams show um, because uh, it was a mutual friend of uh, mine and... Uh, I guess, Parrot Dream, mm -hmm. and uh, he told me to come and see this band, so I went to the show, and uh, had a, I met Gonzalo and Kiki, and uh, Gonzalo actually asked, oh, he said, oh, you play keyboard, are you open to collaboration, and, you know, I said, yeah, sure, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, you know, people talk all the time in, in Brooklyn about doing things, and mm -hmm. most of the time, uh, you know, it doesn't happen, and that's normal. It's the way of the artist. It's completely normal. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I went to see, I guess, two more Parrot Dream shows, and it was at the third show that Gonzalo was a little more serious, and was like, hey, uh, you want to play? Um, and he actually had a show in mind because they had their record release show coming up. And, and so he asked, uh, do you want to play at this show? And so I said, okay. And uh, it was, I, I mean, it was just really laid back. Um, you know, we, I, I went to their practices and, uh, you know, just started to listen to their music and think about, you know, what what the music could use in terms of sound and electronics. Yeah. Uh, and then I played that show and uh, I've been playing with them ever since. Dope. And yeah, we played actually a good amount of shows last year. And I don't know, it just for me got more and more co comfortable. Suddenly we tour with Chris, uh, and it was a part of the band. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Yeah. So it just it just happened kind of organically, but 
I mean, I, I liked when I when I heard the band, I, you know, I liked the band, obviously. Yeah. And, and the sound. And I thought, I just thought it would be fun. Yeah. I mean, really, that was it. And, uh, and it's been pretty re rewarding. Also, you know, they're Kiki and Gonzalo, they're both, you know, really lovely people. And, and uh, yeah, sometimes I go <laughs> barge into their apartment and try and uh, have some food. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to torture you with one more question. Sure. Um, you know, you mentioned Ohio and Montreal. Now, Ohio has kind of a, you know, very well-known pedigree, musical pedigree, Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame, lots of indie. Mm -hmm. uh, but Montreal is a city that's very near and dear to my heart, but I don't know very much about what's happening musically out there. Um, uh, I don't I don't know so much. I'm not so connected these days because, okay. like I said, I've, I've been in New York for, you know, about 12 years. Fair. But before that, um, there was a point in, in the 2000s, in the... In the sort of like 2005, 2007, 2008, where uh, there was a lot of... Arcade fire. Yes. <laughs> the biggest one, Wolf Parade. There, were just a, there was just a lot of music and a, a lot of good bands yeah. coming out. Um, and, you know, we all kind of knew each other. Like, the scene was, you know, kind of... I wouldn't say it's small, but, you know, Montreal is definitely smaller than New York mm. and compact. And you would always run into the same people in the same venues or the same bars, which is both good and bad. Yeah. Mostly good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, my connection is with, you know, the Montreal scene at that time. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, like... I feel like in a city like Montreal, uh, there's always going to be really good music coming out. I mean, the cost of living is cheap there compared yeah. to New York. And, you know, it's getting more expensive, like a lot of places because of gentrification. And Absolutely. it's the same with Berlin, yep. which is, you know, kind of a comparable city um, in terms of cost, maybe. At least that's what I've heard. Uh, but there's always going to be good music coming out of Montreal. I mean, I guess, you know, the most obvious name, you know, for like Grimes, for example. Is she from Montreal? She's not uh, originally from Montreal, I believe. She's Canadian? She's from, yes. Oh. I believe she's from Vancouver. I don't know. I'm going to get in trouble. For <laughs> I believe she's from Vancouver and moved to Montreal to go to McGill. Okay. And... I mean, she's going to be giving birth to our space overlord, yeah. so... Uh, I, I just found out about that. Ah! Yeah, so... What? She's giving birth to Mewtwo from Pokemon, I promise you. Yes. I promise you. Uh, <laughs> that's just... That's an incredible story. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah I I'm have, obsessed with it. I'm just speechless. I don't have anything to say about that. It's my that, favorite new sci-fi novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. So, um... Oh, cool. But yeah, so that's that's my story, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun playing with Bear Dream and yeah. and working on the n new music. Um, uh, I don't know, we're just doing uh, you know some experimentation with sound, and I find it a lot of fun. Cool. And uh, yeah, we'll awesome. see what happens. Well, and for the listeners at home uh, of Montreal, are not from Montreal. 
Just <laughs> wanted to add that. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're wrapping up. Um, so again, like uh, I, I asked you, what is in the future? So there are going to be a couple of gigs here. You're going to be in Chile mm -hmm. uh, in February, which is pretty cool. Um, um, I mean, again, like the art scene right now is really, really red hot. I mean, yeah. everybody is very active and and, and uh, passionate. Um, you're working on some new music. Um, what 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 what's 2020 got for for Paratream? Any any like resolutions? I mean, it's we're recording this early January. Uh, well, we really like to record the new music that we're working on. So we're going to be playing three new songs um, this week uh, for the first time. Um, and we'd like to record those songs and a couple more, perhaps. Cool. Um, and then traveling. We'd also like to... Yeah, traveling. Maybe yeah. going to Europe. Also. Cool. Come on tour. Uh, maybe coming back to Mexico City to play. Hopefully. We are yeah. Like, yeah. Connections, I don't know. <laughs> to play a couple of festivals, if it's possible. Yeah. But yeah. That will be, like, super nice. You got to talk to the yeah. right folks. Uh, <laughs> um, well, and for the listeners at home that uh, fall in love today with, with Paradream and want to follow you, um, where can they listen to your music? Where can they follow you on social media? Uh, Paradream. We are everywhere. Okay. Paradream and Spotify, Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, are you on Bandcamp? Yes. But, yeah. Very good. Um, SoundCloud, uh, our label is uh, called Good Eye Records. Okay. Yeah. And as um, I like to rem remind our listeners, uh, Bandcamp is the best way to support an artist's music. Mm -hmm. They give uh, the artist the largest cut out of any streaming or purchasing uh, service. So yep. just yes. leaving That's that true. little nugget for you all. Mm -hmm. uh, out there in the interwebs um, and then again everything at Paradream on social media yeah exactly. yes very good mm -hmm. okay well um, my name is Richard Villegas and this is Songmas um, and as I always like to remind you uh, you can listen to us on your favorite uh, podcasting platform that would be Spotify Apple Podcasts uh, SoundCloud Google Play Stitcher uh, again everything at Songmas same on social media Facebook Twitter Instagram uh, if you want to send us uh, an email you can do it at songmasmusic at gmail.com uh, send us your music uh, if you want to guest you know please you know I, I'm I don't know everything I'm, I'm trying to do my best here um, so please send send stuff my way um, our bops playlist uh, is always in the show notes so you can follow uh, you know the playlist for weekly updates um, if you want to support us please you know leave us a review five stars only please um, and um, obviously we have a little online store as well songmess.threadless.com um, and again you know you can go buy our t-shirts and notebooks and stupid shit with our with our fabulous logo uh, designed by the Chilean designer Osvaldo Uribe um, so um, we have one more song uh, to play right before we say goodbye to Paradream uh, and it's Paradise and Pray uh, this seems to be like like a fan favorite no? yeah we've been playing it for a while uh, it was on our it was on our full length uh, release and yeah it's just really fun to play and I think kind of representative of maybe some core elements of our sound. Amazing. All right. Again, my name is Richard Villegas. This is Song Mess. My guests are Parrot Dream. Uh, the track is Paradise and Prey. And we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao. Thank you. Ciao, ciao.